<clears throat> Welcome to Zero to 60. I am your host, Matt McChesney. It is just me today. We're not going to be uh, joined by Bree Mason this morning. She's off uh, today and tomorrow. She'll be back with us on Friday morning, um, I believe. Uh, today's show, we're going to go over the top six topics uh, in the NFL and college football. We're going to go over Jonathan Daniels getting canned. We're going to go over the college football playoff committee in their first four. We have a lot to talk about. Remember, everything is brought to you by our good friends at 6 equipment.com, which good friends is me. Uh, go there, check it out. The blocking shield, the body bag, everything we do there. It is next level, and I'm damn excited about it. So please go check that out. Um, look, we have a lot to talk about today. Remember to go on YouTube and subscribe to the Zero to 60 podcast. Remember to follow everybody at 6 Academy, 6 Equipment, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and everything else. Uh, Twitter, obviously, X, as they call it, um, and follow Bree Mason at Bree Mason's 303. Uh, she'll be my co-host here on the 9 a.m. show uh, moving forward uh, as we go through the remainder of football season and into the offseason um, and moving forward from there. Also, uh, the 2 p.m. show, we're only going to do Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday, so Wednesday we're going to take the afternoon off. Uh, tomorrow afternoon and Friday afternoon, we've got great guests, Brendan Schaub, uh, Big Brown, uh, obviously a very uh, famous podcaster in his own right, will be our guest on Monday. Uh, we're trying to confirm Steve Atwater for this Friday. So a lot to talk about, a lot to get done. Uh, if you got any questions, head over here in the bar. We'll try and get you uh, answered. What's up, Andre? How are you, brother? Well, thanks for watching. Uh, let's dive into this shit right off the bat. All right, trade deadline. Look, there's a lot of teams that could have moved, not a lot of teams that did move. Uh, but I will say this. Getting Chase Young to the 49ers when they just got Randy Gregory and they got Bosa and Armstead and all these other dudes, I mean, that's a great move. Chase Young's a dude. And the commanders, Redskins, whatever you want to talk about him, they get rid of sweat as well. He goes to Chicago for a second. But the Niners got Young for a third. So now they have Bosa and Young, guys that played together at Ohio State that were dominant together at Ohio State. So I think that's a great move for them. Also, you know, thinking about this, I, I personally think that this move allows them to just really put four defensive ends on the field or three with Armstead and really get out to the passer. So that's going to be a pretty kick-ass thing uh, to, to, you know, to think about and to, you know, talk about as we move through the rest of the season. They're on a three-game losing streak, too. So, you know, San Francisco is on, you know, a sharp decline at the moment. So this might be a move that elevates them. I mean, I think Chase Young is a hell of a player when he's healthy. Uh, this is a great move. If I'm the Baltimore Ravens, they're my loser here. I know that last year they traded for Raekwon, and that was a great move. Look, there's nothing loser about the Baltimore Ravens. They're studs. But if you struggle getting pressure with four, which they do, I had Eric Weddle on yesterday, great Raven, played for them for a long time. Uh, and he brought that up, you know, like they they struggle when they don't bring pressure. And if Chase Young was out there, Sweat's out there, and those guys moving, and you don't go get one of them, that that could hurt. So, look, man, uh, the 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 NASCAR package is going to be just ruthless, ruthless in San Francisco, bro. I mean, holy shit! Hang on to your ass because it's. If San Francisco, they can figure out the quarterback position. I think still they're going to be a quarterback away from being relevant. Um, 
when they get to the playoffs, which I'm sure they will. It looks like Seattle might run away with that division at the moment, but San Francisco will come back. If they can find a quarterback there, probably have a ring or two. They might be Kansas City instead of Kansas City. So, you know, they're always a quarterback away, and they keep adding defensive talent, and that's always going to give them a chance. Uh, but obviously, John Lynch doesn't think that they had enough, and he just went and fortified again. So trade deadline's over. Uh, Halloween's done. We're into November. Um, you know, this is not cutting time in college football. It's set up time in the NFL. Uh, but it is Cajones clipping time when it comes to college football. And they, the playoff committee uh, released their first four. All right. Their first four is Ohio State at one, Georgia at two, Michigan at three, Florida State at four, five is Washington, six is Oregon, seven is Texas, and eight is Alabama. Um, I think those are really the only teams that can get in unless, like, Missouri goes on a run, beats Georgia, and then somehow figures out, you know, how to win the SEC title over Alabama. Obviously, they would get in with one loss, but I just don't see that happening, even though they are having a great year out there uh, at Missouri. Um Look, man, I, I personally think that the entire playoff committee is just a just a disaster. I, I mean, I'm so glad they're going to 12 teams. It's not even funny. Uh, there's a circumstance in this where Alabama could beat Georgia and both of them get in, and then, you know, Michigan or Ohio, Michigan beats Ohio State, jumps to one, but Ohio State doesn't fall out, and then Michigan beats whoever in the Big 12 or Big 10 title game. And Michigan and Ohio State both get in. So you could have two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams. And you could have an undefeated Florida State and an undefeated Washington or a one-loss Oregon that, that revenged a loss against Washington in the Pac-12 title game. Personally, I think that Florida State will be undefeated. They're getting in. Georgia or Alabama, the winner of that game in the SEC title game, they get in unless Alabama drops another one. Um I think the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game should get in. The loser can't, just because the strength of schedule for both of them is so terrible. Um, and then, you know, I think Washington might be the best team in the country. Uh, Penix Jr. is the Heisman winner right now, in my opinion. I don't even think that's really close. He's been outstanding, and for a lefty, he spins that rock. Like, I haven't seen a lefty throw a football like that since Michael Vick. Michael Vick has one of the tightest spirals I've ever seen thrown in my life. Uh, you know, Steve Young as well, but there's some lefties that can't throw the ball. They shot put it like Tim Tebow, and he ain't one of them. So Michael Penix Jr. is outstanding. Personally, I would like to see, like, you know, let's say Michigan wins the Big Ten and they're they're the one they're the the one seed. So Michigan plays uh undefeated Michigan plays undefeated Washington, uh undefeated Georgia, number two plays undefeated Florida State. Four undefeated conference champions. No one-loss bullshit. If you lost the game, you're out. Let, next year's a new opportunity with 12 teams. I, I just I love the 12-team playoff moving forward, but this year I, I'd like to see four undefeated conference champions. And then, uh, honestly, the Big 12's left out because Texas probably wins the Big 12 with one loss, and that one's lost to, to Oklahoma, or Oklahoma wins it with one loss, and that, with that, that one loss coming to Kansas, and that keeps you out. So it kind of is what it is. Again, if you're looking for a sleeper here, it would be the Missouri Tigers for me. Uh, what they've done there, the recruiting classes, the development. You know, Columbia, that was an old North Division rival for us at CU back in the day. I don't I don't like them too much, but I do respect what they've done there. Uh, and they've really built that place into a respectable SEC power in the East. And 
they can run with Georgia. You know, I think that they've got some guys that can go out there and compete. Now, we'll see because Georgia's kind of lying under the radar, undefeated at number three. So, or, yeah, number two, and back-to-back defending national title uh, or national champion. So, they got a lot to play for, and they're trying to three-peat. So, not just wake up and repeat, but wake up and three-peat, son. So, that that's pretty fucking cool. Like, college football, obviously, a lot going on there. The bus player, Oregon State, on in Folsom on Saturday night at 8 o'clock on ESPN. I love the 8 o'clock games, by the way. Oh, no, I fucking hate them. God almighty, can we start at 6? Shit. Eight, uh, the CSU game at 8 o'clock, we didn't get home. My sons and I didn't get home until 4 in the morning. Yeah, I know it went double overtime, but still. So, look, the 8 o'clock game, I think last time Oregon State came to Folsom, they were ranked and lost. Uh, to TU, so I, I think TU actually gets them Saturday night. Uh, they're a huge home underdog, and Oregon State can really rush the passer, but I, I do think that there's going to be significant changes in the scheme and how they do things and moving the pocket and running the football, so that's great, thank God. Um, so we'll see what happens there. I got to tip my cap to the Air Force Falcons. They are 25th in the college football rankings, but they are undefeated. And I do think Detroit Calhoun's team is going to win the Mountain West. Their last game is against Boise, um, and that's been a been a real, real, real problem for them in in uh, in Colorado Springs down there at the Air Force Academy since they've been in the same conference. But I do think they can beat them this year uh, up in Idaho, Idaho, uh, who is ranked third and fifth respectively uh, in one double A. Actually, comes to Northern Colorado this weekend to. Give Coach Jason Ekin, uh, who's a great, great coach and a good friend of mine, give him some love. He's really turned the Vandals around up there in Moscow, uh, Idaho, the the pride, the fighting Mark Schlereth. Let's go, Steak. Um, so, yeah, man, a lot going on here. This weekend on the front waves, cost football. Cost football playoff is rolling. And, uh, yeah, we're good. So, like I said, this is 0-60. to I am your host, Matt McChesney. Make sure you follow us on all the platforms at 6 Year Academy. Uh, at Six Year Equipment, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Follow Bree Mason at Bree Mason Three Hundred Three. She's usually my co-host here, but she's off for a couple of days. Uh, and also, uh, make sure you go to YouTube, pound that subscribe button, pound the like button, like the shows, check it all out. It's up on the RSS feed on Believe. The audio files are up, so you can listen to it as well as watch it. Uh, and we really appreciate all the support. Um, and as we roll through this, we'll have you know links to all of the different uh, avenues to support the show and support the gym and so many other things. So, uh, yeah, so let's move forward here. Um, Josh McDaniels, you're fired. Get your shit. Get the fuck out. Um, Made 29 games in Vegas, had 25 games in Denver. I love my time in the NFL. I hated my time with him as my coach. And uh, he's just a scumbag. He's a bad dude on top of being a bad head coach. He might be a good quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. That's true when he's got Tom Brady. But who isn't? Bill Bill O'Brien was a great quarterback coach and offensive coordinator with Tom Brady. And he went everywhere else and sucked. So McDaniels is a Napoleon complex fucking douchebag who tries to do everything like Bill, spin his fucking whistle like Bill, talk like Bill, act like Bill. This is what we're looking for. Like just a little bitch that honestly, if, if we were in a real world situation and your name was 
fucking Paul McDaniel and you spout it off like that, a motherfucker like me would eat you. So Josh is lucky that he's in a, a framework where he has authority over people's uh, you know, financial security because honestly, the way he talks to players and the way that he treats people in the league is why he doesn't have a job and why he can only go back to Daddy Bill when things go bad. So, look, Josh, if you weren't such a piece of shit, things like this wouldn't keep happening. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. I don't really know what to tell you, dog. You know, like, karma's a bitch. And you're shake, you've shook hands with her twice. You'll never get another NFL job. I mean, your next job could be at the like the Ohio Teachers, you know, college for the poor, deaf, and blind. I, but they wouldn't want you either because you probably just scream and fucking yell at everybody the whole time, and they can't hear you. So, Josh, man, you know, you you have dug this hole for yourself where not only are you looked at as a jerk, but people have lost respect for you too. You've ran two franchises into the ground when you took over trying to make both of them you know new england west and it didn't work so let's see if the nfl ever learns from this and stops recycling bad football coaches just because owners are too stupid or too afraid to take a chance i mean i'm really hoping that the intern coach antonio pierce who is a great player and a really good coach and a guy at arizona state that i when he was down there, i had a lot of respect for who did a great job recruiting and really took his time. I hope that he wins and they keep him. You know, Champ Kelly being the GM, they got rid of Dave Ziegler as well. Champ Kelly, I've known for years from his time here in Denver uh, when, when he was, you know, doing whatever he could to be on the staff to get this opportunity. And now it's here and I tip my hat to Champ. I hope that it works out for him as well. Both those men deserve this opportunity. They've worked their balls off for it. And, you know, Antonio Pierce is the leader of men. He's going to change things to fit their scheme a little bit better. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, it's likely they don't have guys. They're going to they're gonna play O'Connell uh, at quarterback. Hopefully the young guy can spark something. The old sex contract, Jimmy Garoppolo, you got to go with Josh. Get the fuck out of here. Brian Hoyer, you got to go. Pretty much everybody that came over from New England, just pack your shit and leave with them. I think this is awesome for Bobby Yaga, Max Crosby, who will be joining us on the show when the season's over. Uh, but, you know, it just allows him to even be more of a leader. And he can go be a coach and a player at the same time defensively. The defense is not the problem with the Raiders. The offense is atrocious. So, Josh McDaniels, I hope those rocks you kick down the street hurt your toe. You fuck. So, uh, you know, I'm not sitting here advocating for people to get fired, but he ain't people. He's scum. And you know what? This is what happens when you treat everybody like this shit. Uh, bad things happen to bad people and football coaches. So, Josh, good job, bro. Back to New England you go. Tail between your legs. Ask Daddy for a job. Okay. Now, a couple other things I want to talk about here before we get out of here on 0 to 60. It'll be a quick show today, uh, maybe 25 minutes, and that's the way we like it. You don't want to go too long. <clears throat> the 
college, college football and the NFL and, you know, like and everything that's going on in both these games with the targeting penalties in college football, how soft that has become. And then the the personal foul penalties in the NFL and how many penalties influence outcomes of games. If you watch Jets Giants this weekend, the end of the game was a penalty and it was a penalty, but still the penalty leads towards you know, a, a, a tie, which leads towards a win. I don't know how you can fix this problem. It, I've been dumbfounded about it for years. And Coach JB and I talk about it constantly, and Schmitty and I talk about it constantly, and Weddle and I were talking about it yesterday. And I'm going to talk to Atwater about it constantly because he, he couldn't play in this league. And, you know, like it, Brandon Schaub on Monday, we'll talk to him. And it's, it's, it's becoming this, like, it's becoming a different game for the skill players. For the big guys, the shit is all the same to us. The only thing I can't do is high low you. But everything's the same. So my neck and my back and my shoulders and everything that leads into being a professional offensive defensive lineman, that's just not as important as the skill players. That's what I'm being told. That's the bullshit I get fit, right? So the skill players have a completely different set of rules. They're playing a different game. I don't even need a ball. I just need space and opportunity. And by space, I mean a phone booth and another man. And I'm going to put these on them. And we're going to get down. And that's the beauty of the game. But from a skill player perspective, I don't know how you play anymore. As an offensive player, I don't know how you take any pride in your game unless you're really a running back and, like, you can go do angry runs and, like, really assert yourself. But as a, as a receiver, you can't get touched or hit anymore, so you can't prove that you're tough. Everything's a penalty. So they're always flopping and looking for flags. If you're a quarterback, I grew up in a generation watching guys like, you know, the Duke, that guy back there, Aikman. Jim Kelly, Dan Marino, just fucking tough as nails court. Randall Cunningham, tough as nails. Just guys that were just born moon, tough as nails, dude. Like, had to go to fucking Canada because there were too many white assholes that didn't think he could play quarterback and just came back in like 30 and was like, yeah, I'm a rookie at 30, bitch. Let's play for another 15 years. I mean, tough as fucking nails. Just those quarterbacks would take shots and get up and let the defense know. Like, Tom Brady was a throwback. I remember playing on Monday Night Football when I was a rookie with the Jets, and we hosted New England. And it was John Madden's last – it was the last ever broadcast of Monday Night Football on ABC. And John Madden was announcing, and it was, it was awesome. And, I mean, we, we were on the goal line, and they threw a touchdown to Brady, but we're on the goal line, and, like, we had practiced this fucking blitz all week, this, like, pirate stunt on the three technique or – and then the five techniques, John Abraham and Sean Ellis is the backside, Wayne Robinson's one, and then it's Velma and you know Eric Coleman and all the dudes. And we were doing this pirate stunt where like Velma displaces and rolls over the top, and it was working all week and looked all great. And we got down there and we started going into it. And he went into his cage, like, hey, white knight, white huh? And we showed it, and he goes, oh, easy, easy, easy. And he looked at Brable and like picked his nose and scratched his ass and did the whatever the fuck he did. And he looked at us and he goes, That shit ain't gonna work. And we hiked the ball, threw a touchdown to Brayball, and ran off the field. It was like, you all fucking suck. You're about to be 4-12. and 12. And that's what we went. And then, you know, like that, we hit them a bunch that night. They, I think they controlled the ball for like 17 more minutes of time possession. We couldn't do shit. And that's what I'm talking about with competitive greatness from a signal caller leader. How are you supposed to do that as a professional these days and as a quarterback? 
You can't. Everything's a bitch at a ref. Like, I'm going to go bitch at the ref when they hit me. I'm not going to go get in his face. It's one of the reasons why I love Shador Sanders so much, because he shows me a guy who doesn't go complain to a ref. He spits blood, smiles, and goes talk shit. That's that's the kind of quarterback I want to play for. When I was in college, I played for Joel Clack, the great Joel Clack. I mean, I don't know if I've ever heard anyone. I know Joel's really nice on TV, but I don't know if I've ever heard anyone talk shit like JK. That guy wrote the fuck book on that talk shit. He took like like baseball shit talking, which is an everyday thing, to the football field and combined that. It was like it's like gold. So you know, he when you're that tough, like Barnett used to walk by us and and Jay, I know JK remembers this, but we'll have him on the show eventually as well. But Barnett used to walk by and practice and be like, quarterbacks are live. And we'd be like, wait, I get to hit Joel? He'd be like, yeah. And be like, oh, fuck, it's like Christmas. Yes. And then, you know, inside, bunch of bad athletes. And that I played guard in the NFL, so put two and two together. And then, you know, bop, right through his chest, driving him into the ground. I'm not trying to hurt him, but we are playing football. He's my friend. I want him to feel it. I don't want him to, like, I'm not going to go out there and push him. Be, oh, I touched you, Joel. Nah, that's one of my best friends. I'm running through that son of a bitch. Because that's the way we get down. And you know what? He got up and was like, you're a bitch. That didn't hurt. And it hurt. I could tell it hurt. But he just ran back to the huddle and did it again. And that kind of shit, when you're a defensive player, you walk back to the huddle and you go, it don't matter what we do to this dude. He's dicing us. He's coming. Even if we beat him, it's still like, god damn, it don't matter how much we hit him. He's still coming. And I don't know how you're supposed to be that guy anymore. As a quarterback, I almost would feel disrespected. If Jalen Hurts benches and squats 500 pounds and he lifts with the lineman, why does it take a breath of air to get a flag? Stand in there, bro. Hit the fucking defensive end back. Like, I understand 15 yards is 15 yards, but the inability to show toughness and the, like, the ability to just accept free yards because you're soft and the rules cater to you flopping. I mean, some of these hits are just, it's pathetic. It makes me not want to watch. And as a defensive lineman, I don't know how you're supposed to play no more. I don't know how you're supposed to hit anybody. I don't know how safety you're supposed to tackle. I don't know how you're starting. I don't know. I don't know. And then the worst part is the majority of the country and all these fucking Cheeto-eating, just covered every finger, including your thumbs, which is super fucking weird. Covered in Cheeto residue, hammering Mountain Dew in your fucking basement, just banging away in your computer, acting like, you know, players are dirty and they should be able to tackle within the rules. Motherfucker, do you not understand how hard it is to control your aiming point when you're going full speed against another dude going full speed? I know that when it slows down on TV and looks normal to your dumbass, you, you think that you could go out and get it and do it. I love that conversation, by the way. Every time I go to a pro football game, which is never because I can't handle the drunk guy behind me that's going, how hard is it to do this? Well, let's talk about it. It's a lot harder than working at Staples, homie. So I'm just saying, like, the, the, the game has changed so much. I don't know if I would want to play it, knowing what I know. Now, the new generation won't know any difference, so they'll acclimate. But, you know, you, you take... You take me when I retired in 2010, the collective bargaining agreement for concussions didn't even get done until 2011. When I got a concussion, they were like, how many fingers? 
fuck you. You don't have a concussion. Go back in the game. <laughs> like, unless you're out on the field, you won't really concuss. You know, like, like I have my full vest through the NFL, and I have to fight with them about getting benefits and, like, my neurocog benefit. Like, man, you should go to the appointment and drool. Yeah, I need to go live huh, for a benefit I earned. So, look, the National Football League, college football, they got to figure this out, man. You got to find a line. You can't just draw a line. We got to find find a line that, that everybody can walk that's acceptable because this illusion that player safety is the reason they do this, everyone's still getting hurt. Player safety is not real. It's not real. There's no such thing as player safety. Every single consult I do at Six Year Academy, which is we're deep, all we do is just print scholarship checks. Check the fucking numbers. All right? Every single every single kid and parent, you understand this is a thousand percent injury risk. If you don't get your body and your mind ready for wartime, it will come to you. You will not bring it to them. I'm all about delivering wartime, not accepting it. <clears throat> this is Zero to 60. That is Wednesday's show. Make sure you go to all the different platforms and check it out. Uh, at Six Zero Academy on all the different platforms, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Follow the show at Zero to 60 on Twitter. Go to YouTube and subscribe. Pound the like button. Thank you for listening, folks. Have yourself a great day. Be back at 9 a.m. or, excuse me, 10 a.m. tomorrow uh, after Coach JB's show. I'll be on there about 8 o'clock talking whatever the fuck we're talking about on T-Rich Thursdays. And then we'll be jumping over here at 10 and wrapping up the day before we do our 2 o'clock show tomorrow afternoon. Have great guests and good insight, and I really can't wait. So, uh, folks, thank you very much for watching, and have yourself a great day. Go Buffs, go Broncos, and the Jets, too. But fuck the Dolphins.